Welcome to the Northgate Church Podcast from the heart of Chester in the UK. Well, good morning everyone. As Lynn has said, my name is Rich, uh, or short for Richard, um, but it says a lot about me, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, today, I'm going to ask you at the outset, stick with me. I am going somewhere, okay? Might not be apparent at the beginning, but hopefully it will be by the end. To bring some context as well to what I'm about to say, I want you to understand part of my nature. I am, by nature, a very analytical person. Uh, I think most people who know me well probably know that. What does that mean? It means that I tend to dwell on things. So if you tell me something, then I'll mull it over, mull it over, mull it over. Um, And that sort of led to today. Um, The inspiration for today's talk actually has come while spending many, 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 many hours walking with Guy Sheila and my wife Jo through the countryside over the past year or so. Um, Again, for those that know you, my happy place is out in the countryside. Now, on the screen, you can see identity I've put up there, and I've put a a tagline of, I am who I'm meant to be. Well, scratch that from your memory. Actually change it to perfectly imperfect. Okay? Perfectly imperfect. And I think there's something I'm going to bring today that God's been saying to me and speaking into me that I think is very relevant for everyone here. So... Fingers crossed, you agree. Romans 12, verse 2, hopefully to most of you, probably a very familiar verse. And I've heard it many a talk over the years where people have said, God wants me to be changed. And let me say at the outset, sorry, that is true. He wants me to be more, and he wants you to be more than you are today. However, going back to my nature and my analytical mind, for me, that sometimes led to a thought process along the lines of, if I need to change, that means I'm of no use until I do. Okay? Today, however, I hope to bring that different perspective to the truth that can bring a release by adding a foundation on which we can all stand and be changed. As it says in Romans 12, verse 2, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. So, a little bit of work for you guys. Uh, We're going to start individual responses, and then we'll go into a little bit of table work in a second. So, up there you can see something. That something is also here. And it's a little bit heavier than I thought it was. So, if you can see that at the back, I'll hold it up very temporarily, because as I say, it's heavy. Um, But, what do you see? Give me a one-word answer to describe what's here or what's on the screen. 
Okay. Give me more description than that. Tell me about the rock. It's slate, okay. How would you describe that slate? It has layers. Has layers, thank you. Colors. Shiny. Heavy. Hard. Very much so. <laughs> Mossy, okay, so there's life growing on it. Sorry, what was that one? Old, yeah, it's got age. Thank you. Potential. <laughs> he didn't know that's the word I was looking for, but yeah. <laughs> Irregular, I heard. There is, there's a little flakes of copper or something in there, isn't there, or iron. Yeah. Yeah, it's all those things, isn't it? Everybody sees something different. When you first look at it, the first word that pops into each of your heads is different. Um, the other one that I look at, it's, someone said it's irregular. Another way I would put that is it's imperfect. It's got lots of faces and bumps and hollows, and, and it's been formed that way over time. Um, I actually think it's quite beautiful, but then I am biased because it sits in my garden, so I haven't gone out in the countryside and stolen it. Don't worry. Okay, so this rock then, I'll ask you, it's a two-part question. So, is it useful in its current form? Second part then is, if you think it is useful, what's it useful for? And if you think it isn't useful, how can you make it useful? So I want to give you a few minutes at your table. We'll give you to half past, so you've got about four minutes have a bit of a chat about it and then you can come back and feedback. Okay? Off you go. Okay, how are we getting on? People ready to feedback? So if, if you do me a favor, rather than it being a free-for-all this time, if you can stick your hand up, I'll bring the mic to you and then you can uh, talk to the room. So who wants to go first? Helen. Um, we, we thought of lot of, a lot of uses. <laughs> yep. Uh, we, we thought a lot of uses, but we thought if it joined others, it would be a good sort of uh, part of a rockery or, or a boundary. Mm -hmm. So rockery, boundary, Heather. I'll, come, I'll follow the mic. Yeah, um, we said it looks beautiful and we, again you know you could be put flowers around it in a rockery but also it could be used as a doorstop yeah. or uh -huh. a weight to hold something down yeah um, stop something flying away um we said it could also be part of a dry stone wall mm -hmm. so working to uh, joining with other rocks um but then if you wanted it for other um jobs um you'd have to if you layered it very carefully took the layers away you could use it for a roofing to stop mm -hmm. leaks or um could be coasters you know for your your table or yep. various things yeah if you visit lots of shops in wheels you'll find plenty of slate coasters and place settings who else a few here 
Yeah, we saw it very beautiful as it was, but as you say, more useful as well as decorative. Um, it could, um, certainly in the, for example, Welsh countryside, it could um, keep the rainfall um, from making the ground too sodden. It can create riverbeds mm -hmm. by it. Um, I mentioned hinds feet on high places, thinking about you know the sheep needing somewhere to actually put their feet and that kind of thing. Having said that, if you start chipping away at it, um, then, of course, it could be more useful, as people are saying, different uses that it can mm -hmm. go in. That there's some beautiful layers in there, and it could be even more useful if um, it was chipped away. We think about the um, slate mines in Dolgetley and mm. some of the things that uh, have been made out of that. Yeah. Like the tiles, for example, how many roofs would not survive without the tiles from the slate yeah. mines? The old Bangor blue slate, say. Who else? Oh, down the back. Rocks are, like, in the older times, they are used for, like, to make fire, mm -hmm. spark. Okay. So if you break it down, so maybe something like sharp um, tool can uh, produce with it. And uh, if you take that rock to a, a person who is good at making sculptures or some stuff like um, toys or uh, something like, um, um, yeah, basically tools. And if you take this, this rock to a ge geologist, he can find some elements in it or some, mm -hmm. and uh, he can scan everything and, and uh, like uh, recycling or do some stuff and find, which is good for the benefits or to put something in museum, of course, mm -hmm. yeah. Thank you. Anyone else? Yeah, we, we thought of all these options as well, using it as a whole rock or chopping it into various bits or slates. But then we thought if you chop it up, it loses the original shape and beauty that it has the way it is right now. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, we were talking, Daniel said it looks beautiful on top of a mountain, that's where it would really fit in. But we were also talking about going to the gym and said you could actually use it as a, a weight, so you could do it two hands or you could do that one where you hold it in front of you and see how long you can hold it Not for. Not very long. Not very long. No, we did wonder that. But uh, yeah, it could be useful in that way, Rich. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Anyone else? Or shall, shall I move on? Right. Thank you for that, all that feedback. Um, it's interesting how we see things from different perspectives, don't we? You know, I look at it very much as an engineer, so I'm thinking function, form. Um, I heard a discussion over here about its artistic merits. Um, you know, as it stands, the beauty that is what it's already been made to be. Okay. Many things in our life shape how our perspective is today, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, our circumstances, the things we do, how we become. How did I become a chemical engineer? I don't really know. I like maths, physics, and chemistry, and it seemed like a reasonable fit. I like building things. I like challenge. 
my perspective, therefore, part of my perspective is because I'm an engineer, so that makes me analytical as well because I look for change. It's an interesting one. We go back to Sam. I'm, I'm going to sort of mention the, the Bible passages because for those listening on the recording, otherwise they won't know which passage I'm actually talking about. So Psalm 118, verses 22 to 24. The stone the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is wonderful to see. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. I added the last bit I thought was important because... I think with Bible passages, it's often to understand the context of you look at what that leads into, and it's all about rejoicing from where we are. Now, the cornerstone, just to clarify, I got this wrong in my thinking. I always thought the cornerstone was the one at the bottom. It's not. It's the one at the top. Okay? So, look it up. You'll find that they talk about the capstone, and it's actually the thing that sits on top of the wall and holds it all together so it has the most prominent place. All right? So that's an important one. Whenever I think of structures or buildings, my immediate thought is one made from perfectly formed rectangular bricks, like this one. Ish. <laughs> Used to be. <laughs> um, but look at the front. They're not perfectly formed rectangular bricks, are they? Um, these rectangular bricks have been molded by pressure, and they are designed and built to be identical. Okay? This makes building a structure, makes the building very regular. It's quick to design because you know what you've got to start with, and it's quick to erect or to put it up. However, as it's been mentioned, that's not always been the case. In years gone by, buildings were made of the resources available at hand, like this. Because you had a field, you had loads of these kicking around, you gathered what you could, and then you made your building out of it. They're not perfect. Hold on, I actually quite like this. I think it is perfect to me. But they're not perfect, but they are functional. You look at that and the immediate thought is, hmm, building, how, how am I going to do that? Because it's not flat on top. How does the next stone find its grounding? So, if you go back to my rock, do you see it any differently? Actually, I think we've pretty much covered a lot of the facets of it, which is really good. So, I want you to think of God as the master builder. Okay? So in 1 Peter 2, verses 4 and 5, it says, As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house. Perfectly imperfect. That's me. Psalm 127, verse 1. Unless the Lord builds the house, the work of the builders is wasted. Now, that's an interesting phrase because 
It says the Lord builds the house, but then it talks separately about builders. So how does that work? Well, I, the thought that came to my head was God's like the architect. He's the master builder divvying out the work for everybody else to do, to form the whole. He's got the big picture. We've got our picture of the little bit of wall that's been given to us. So each of us is a rock. We're a bit misshapen. We're all different. We're rough around the edges. And potentially, you might feel like you're of little use. However, God's perspective is very different as the master builder. He sees the big picture. And in his eyes, we're exactly who he meant us to be right now. He didn't ask for a rectangular brick. He asked for you. Perfectly imperfect as you are. So, back to what I said before. I'm not saying that God doesn't want us to grow and change. However, I am saying that we're starting from a very strong foundation. And if we can get into our heads that we are perfectly imperfect in God's eyes, and we're exactly who he meant us to be right now, how much more can we move forward in freedom, in that release, and that renewing of our mind or changing of our mind? So, look at the master builder's work. Guy and Sheila will recognize this picture because they were with me when I took it. Um, Look at it. It's made up of all sorts of shapes, sizes, forms, and each one is placed exactly where it's meant to be. And they work together for the function for which the builder intended. You look at that picture, I see a lot of age in that picture. Look at the moss, how it's grown over the stones. That wall, goodness only knows how long it's been there for. But to me, it looks like it's been there a very long time. Everything is nestled together. And the gaps are all different shapes and sizes. But it fits. And it is strong and secure as it is. Otherwise, it wouldn't still be stood there. As a slight aside, this picture is taken on Hope Mountain in North Wales which I thought was very relevant and fitting. The verses behind me from 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10, heard these verses many, many times before. For those that know me, I've been in church since I was knee-high to a grasshopper, and I've been a Christian since I was probably about four or five, so a few years ago. I've never, however, read them in the message version before, so actually I'm going to read them now because I actually think it it brings a fresh understanding and a fresh revelation. My grace is enough. It's all you need. My strength comes into its own in your weakness. So this is Paul talking, by the way, about Jesus. Once I heard that, I was glad to let it happen. I quit focusing on the handicap and begin appreciating the gift. 
who we are today. It was a case of Christ's strength moving in on my weakness. Now I take limitations in my stride, and with good cheer, these limitations that cut me down to size, abuse, accidents, opposition, bad breaks. I just let Christ take over. And so the weaker I get, the stronger I become. So, to say it again, God does not need for us to be perfect, to be useful. In fact, it's the complete opposite. You are useful right now. So, I knew this was going to be a quick one this morning. To summarize, we are perfectly imperfect. Love it. Love the fact that that's who you are. You are exactly who God meant you to be right now. Even if you don't understand what that means to be you and what God wants you to be, just accept that you are who God wants you to be. Even if you can't see what that looks like. You are a right-shaped rock in a right-shaped place. So I have got some homework for you to do, and we've actually got time, so we can take a few minutes now to actually again do this around the tables. Um, and you can look up the scriptures as well for yourselves that I've mentioned on there. So this is a personal thing as well, but I, it is good to talk these things through, so... So how do you or I balance that I am right now who God meant me to be, as it says in 1 Peter 2, verses 4 and 5, against or versus the fact that God also wants me to grow, which it says in 2 Peter 3, 18. Text on my notes is really small. And knowing that I am who God meant me to be, read Psalm 100 and celebrate who you are in him. And use Psalm 100 um, as, uh, you quiet, in your quiet time at home. It's a psalm of celebration. It's a psalm of thanksgiving. Um, and I think we should thank God for making, I'm grateful that I'm perfectly imperfect. Um, I'm not sure I could stand myself if I was perfect. Um, <laughs> or if I thought I was perfect. <laughs> Maybe a better way to put it. So that's all I had to bring this morning. I, th I think it's a very simple message, but a very important message for everyone to hear. Um, I would encourage you, find your own rock. This one lives in my garden, so you can't have it. <laughs> um, and when you are out for a walk in the countryside, take a look around and remind yourself of all that God wants you to be and that he loves you just the way you are. His perfectly imperfect being. Amen. Praise God.
Yeah, yeah, we can do homework now. So what we've got 10 minutes or so before the kids come back in. Yep, so I'll leave that up on the screen um, and take some time now just to think about that. Use now as a starter for your week ahead to work through this. Okay. Could I add just maybe one more thing to the homework? One thing that I think is really important in what Richard said is that we also call out in each other the good that we see in each other and that yeah. we affirm. Sometimes if you sit there thinking, I'm not very useful or I'm not very beautiful or whatever, it's helpful for somebody else to come and say, do you know what I really appreciate about you is and say something that's true so that we are constantly calling out what God has made us to be in each other. Fantastic. Yeah, brilliant then. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks so much. All right. If you want to come and have a look at the rock as well, please don't lift it because I don't want a health and safety nightmare. Dave will kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine. doesn't matter. Um, but just really pray that this week you will take what's on the screen and actually make use of it and really take it on board. I'd encourage you to get out for a walk, go and stare at some walls um, and then when you meet people you can tell them all about it as well because they'll ask you why you're staring at the wall. <laughs> so I'm just going to pray and then um, be released. Oh and tea and coffee, yes. Don't rush away. Do stay for some fellowship afterwards. Okay. Lord, I just thank you for all that you are, that you are our master builder and that you have made each one of us perfectly imperfect, just the way we need to be right now. Lord, I thank you for who you've made us and that you don't just want us to stand alone, but we work together to build the strength that comes to your house. Lord, I pray this week that as we all mull upon the words that have been said today, that, Lord, we will find a new joy and a new release into all that you want us to be, and that we start from the firm foundation of we are perfectly imperfect now, and that's exactly what you intended. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Northgate Church Podcast. Find out more at northgate.org.uk or find us on social media by searching Northgate Church Chester.